0: Welcome to episode 128 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with Sycamore trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players by going to sycamore.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. Our sponsor this week is PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. On today's episode, I'm featuring a conversation with Justin Schmidt, Senior Deputy of Corporate Responsibility at USAA, a financial services brand dedicated to serving the U.S. military community. On this episode, we talk about one of USAA's social support initiatives, Face the Fight, a coalition that's working to break the stigma surrounding suicide in the military community by raising awareness and fostering real, open conversations around support and hope. Find out more about Justin by checking out his bio in our show notes. Let's get into my conversation with him and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. Justin, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to share the work that USAA is doing to support the military community in some ways that people might not initially think of when they think about USAA. But before we get into that, I'd like to provide you an opportunity to share a bit about yourself and your work and why this work is important to you.
1: Thank you, Dwayne, it's great to be here. I'll just start by saying that USAA is a financial services company dedicated to serving the military community. And you may ask, what does that have to do with veteran suicide prevention? And that gets a little bit into my role within the company. While USAA is focused on insurance and banking and life insurance for the military community, it is a brand that has a social purpose, which is about strengthening and caring for military families. I've been with the company for about 16 years and in my current role on the corporate responsibility team for a little over a decade. Corporate responsibility at USAA is the part of the organization that is focused on philanthropic strategies and philanthropic contributions that we make as an entity, and that includes the USAA Foundation, the company, and USAA Bank. But we make philanthropic contributions as part of our purpose to strengthen our nation's military families. While I've been in the role for quite some time, I'm not a military veteran. Uh, sometimes people are surprised to hear that because I, I have a really bad short haircut and I look like maybe I, I could have been. I'm from a Navy family, but what I've learned over time at, at USAA and, and I've come to appreciate is that you don't have to have served in the military to serve military families. We have a number of veterans and military spouses that comprise USAA's employee population. We have a lot of other people that didn't serve, but maybe members of military families, or maybe they're not, but have a heart for dedicating their lives and careers to serving this mission and to serving this population. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share how we're looking at veteran suicide prevention, which I would categorize as the biggest issue in the military community today that causes trauma and collateral damage, and how we believe as a company, we can be complementary of incredible work from the Department of Veteran Affairs, the DOD, and extensively throughout the nonprofit community and among veteran services organizations to put USAA's weight, passion, and commitment toward an issue that's meaningful to the well-being of military families.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that idea. Obviously, as you're talking about, many of these social issues we're talking about are or people think of obviously the government being involved, right? Departments of public health or nonprofits being involved. People don't always think about corporations being involved. And this is really something that's involved over the last 20 years is this idea of corporate social responsibility, because as you mentioned, you're not just in the military and veteran space, you're part of it. And many corporations are starting to understand that they have not just the ability, but almost the responsibility to be socially conscious in addressing some of these issues.
1: You're exactly right. And, and there has been a, a, a cultural shift over the last couple of decades, as you mentioned, Dwayne, with America's corporate and philanthropic communities collaborating and being part of a cultural shift of how our nation supports military service members. I think one of the things that could be considered Exhibit A is corporate support around the issue of veteran hiring, which 10 years ago was disproportionately worse than civilians. And through extensive collaboration and focus among companies and throughout corporate America, I think many companies and HR leaders are enlightened about how their companies are improved when they hire veteran talent. Military spouse unemployment continues to be an of proportion issue for hiring and for the flexibility that military spouses need from employers, particularly those that are currently serving military spouses and that make PCS every two to three years. But they are incredible employees, incredibly hardworking and loyal to their employers. Veteran suicide prevention is an issue that is intimidating, I think, for many companies. It's been a stubborn and persistent problem for over two decades. It's very complex. There's not a single solution. So the appetite, I think, within corporate America is fraught with reservations about wading into the waters of veteran suicide prevention. And even at USAA, a year and a half ago when we started working on this, Duane, there was no doubt that it was an issue that we wanted to be involved in. The doubt was really, how do we enter the, the fray, so to speak, in a meaningful and accountable way? That required us to look at problem-solving differently at USAA, and it required us to get some help outside of the organization, including members of the, the military and the mental health community who had deep expertise, clinical expertise, and decades of experience, who we ultimately worked with in a collaborative way to devise an evidence-based philanthropic strategy. That we believed was complementary of the VA and other entities and could be meaningfully helpful as a contribution, not just from USAA, but how our brand could engage others in corporate America to join us. It's an issue that one company or entity cannot make a meaningful difference in on loan, And we had a theory that the USAA brand could inspire and attract others in corporate America to contribute resources. And so I'm excited to share a little bit about how that has unfolded in recent months.
0: Yeah, I like how you really identified that idea of, think around 2008, obviously the economy was challenging back then, but that first wave of combat veterans were coming back and really focusing on the corporations, focusing on that issue of, of veteran joblessness or, or low unemployment. I think the same concept here. And what you've been talking about is a program that that you recently partnered to launch to address that issue. I'm interested in hearing about Face the Fight and why USAA is really taking the lead in supporting this. So Face the Fight
1: is very different for USAA. First, I mentioned that it starts with an evidence-based philanthropic strategy that we've developed in coordination with UT Health San Antonio, their Strongstar Foundation, and Dr. Katie Dondenville, as well as an external advisory council that included the head of suicide prevention for the Department of Veteran Affairs, Matt Miller. Head of suicide prevention for the DOD, the National Guard, leading experts from Harvard and Rand and throughout the nonprofit community. We extended invitations to about 15 people that had deep expertise across the nation. Many of them, coincidentally, were USAA members, like yourself, Dwayne. And they knew USAA and, and our intent was to look at veteran suicide prevention not as a helping veterans initiative, but as a life-saving initiative. And in order to have that different level of accountability, we needed to focus on evidence-informed interventions that, through data, demonstratively reduce veteran suicidal ideation attempts and negative outcomes. Some of those evidence-based strategy areas include things like clinical care with a focus on brief cognitive behavioral therapy. That's the evidence-informed form of therapy that is through evidence proven to be most effective. And so a lot of our initial funding that's already in flight is focused on nonprofit organizations like the Cohen's Veterans Network, Stop Soldier Suicide, the Headstrong Project. These are clinical community-based nonprofit mental health entities that complement the VA. They don't compete with the VA, but they expand capacity and they increase options for veterans, some of whom want to go to the VA, some of whom are more comfortable in community or nonprofit settings. Another example of an evidence-based intervention is safe and secure firearm storage, or as we like to think of it, voluntary safe and secure firearm storage. The evidence shows that first, veterans own firearms at a higher rate than civilians. Firearms are by far the most frequently used lethal means. Or veteran suicide and if a weapon is securely stored within a home the evidence shows that it's less likely to be used in a suicide attempt it, it just creates time and space and less likelihood for it to be used in a moment of despair one of the exciting things that we're looking at through face the fight and through not just awareness but real philanthropic contributions to programs to increase scale and utilization of programs one of the problems that we'll try to solve moving forward, Duane, is how do we increase the percentage of military homes that voluntarily choose to safely and secure a weapon, which incidentally is a shared military value? You can go on to any military installations or military vessel, and weapons aren't laying around for anyone to pick up. They have a specific use and and, and time for usage. There are weapons officers on military installations, and weapons are securely stored. It's a shared military value, and similarly, when they're securely stored in the home, people are safer, and there's less likelihood for them to be misused or even get into the wrong hands, like a child, for example. So we're excited to think about innovation that we can apply through Face the Fight and real funding to increase the utilization of programs and the scale of programs that really make a life-saving difference for veterans and military families.
0: You are obviously singing my song, right? Because this is the work that I'm doing day in, day out. But also, I think back to what you said earlier is this is something new for USA. Like five years ago, this isn't something that USA as a financial services company, it would have been aware of it, but may not have been involved in. And, And likely folks at USA may not be as articulate as you just were at some of the major issues related to addressing suicide.
1: It's truly a credit to USAA leadership who is receptive to aspirational goals that are focused on benefiting military families. I I can't think of a cause that's more important than saving the lives of veterans. And we know that, and I pause every time that I I say this because the words don't come easily, but since 9-11, our nation has witnessed now over 120,000 veteran suicides, nearly 17 per day, a rate that's about one and a half times that of the general population. And our nation's military is an all-volunteer force. On July 1st of this year, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of that all-volunteer force. The last time there was a draft was during Vietnam. An all-volunteer force makes our nation the most professional, sophisticated, lethal, and effective military on the planet. But for it to be a place that people Willingly and encouragingly send their sons and daughters to serve. We have to be aware of for for the vast majority of those who serve, it is a wonderful experience, a time of growth and service and achievement. But where we see disproportionate negative outcomes, and in this instance, where we do with veteran suicide, we owe it to our, our, our nation's military families and to the future of the all volunteer force. To unflinchingly look at those issues that are solvable. As daunting and complex as veteran suicide is, there are evidence based interventions that are proven to be effective. And if USAA and by extension, corporate America joins the VA and the DOD on a mission to serve and strengthen military families and to contribute resources that are proven to reduce suicide within the military community. Our theory is that that strengthens our nation's all volunteer force, that it's good for our country. And the biggest goal of all is for those who have served our country, not to have disproportionately negative impacts that are experienced by them and their family members. This is a community that stands on the wire for our nation, and we can stand on the wire for them, so to speak, by contributing in an area where they need our help.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think One of the most significant challenges in addressing suicide, as you mentioned, is the complex nature of the problem, which requires this complex, multifaceted solution. You mentioned two of them, which there are many, many more. And even those two, the access to clinical care and then proper security of of lethal means, there's dozens of different ways that that needs to be addressed. And those programs often require funding that's not available, which you were talking about. And that's where I really see the value of USAA and your corporate partners in this space coming alongside is the will is not missing. The expertise, as you mentioned, is not missing. It's usually the funding and the resources that is missing to really make a difference here.
1: It's funding and resources, absolutely. And then I think that USAA also has a megaphone to communicate to the military community and to its members. And so I think it's also about destigmatizing help-seeking behaviors and shining a spotlight on resources that are truly effective. The military trains men and women to be strong and to face adversity. And as our CEO, Wayne Peacock, says, and who who said recently at launch, that sometimes that manifests itself into the strong, silent type that doesn't necessarily want to admit when they need help or when they're struggling. They're going to power through it. They're going to muscle up and not ask for help. It's actually a strength to ask for help. If you need help, and if someone listening needs help, the VA, their 988 number, press one, gets you to clinical care. If you go to wefacethefight.org, there are a number of resources that are available for free and are highly effective within the nonprofit community. And if we can change the stigma associated with Mental health is not different than physical health. Taking care of yourself is taking care of your whole self. And if you're in a time of struggle or despair and you take the act of actually asking for help and that helps you get through that and that helps you be there for your your family or your spouses or your children, your sisters or brothers or your parents, that equips you to continue to serve this nation and community and even to extend Help to a brother or sister in the future who needs help because you've been there and you've overcome it. That's what Face the Fight is all about. It is resources, but it's also destigmatizing help seeking behavior. And to reposition that, it it is actually a sign of strength when you need help to ask for it. And and it's a sign of help to help somebody up when they're
0: down. And, And as I'm hearing you, I think that's two other, and I think this is embedded in what you're talking about, two other areas in which USA can be really valuable to this is military service members and veterans. Those are your members. You know what we need and how we think, right? So you understand that mindset. But the other thing is, if I'm a veteran and I'm going to the VA, I'm going to hear about somebody saying, reach out for help. But if my bank is talking about it, if my insurance agent is talking about it, that's the message coming from a different direction that I'm not tuned out. It's unexpected. And I think there's some value there.
1: We hope the message does help cut through the clutter. Our intent is to leverage USAA communications, to communicate differently about this issue to our own employees. USAA has 37,000 employees across the United States, about a quarter of whom are veterans and military spouses. Many more are military and veteran caregivers or military children. Our, Our members know what's going on in their homes. They know what's going on in many cases with veterans in their lives. And if they are more attuned to the issue of suicide and just as importantly, resources that are available, they can be on the first line of defense to extend a caring ear, to put an arm around someone that they love and, and to be helpful so that a veteran who's struggling, isn't just struggling in isolation, that we can activate our employees, our members and others in corporate America To change the conversation and to mobilize resources in ways that are effective and helpful to delivering better outcomes for military families, we believe there's a ripple effect that can be positive. So we don't come into the issue of veteran suicide prevention with any false bravado. We come into it with a sincere desire to help turn the tide on an issue that has been stubbornly persistent for far too long and for corporate America to recognize Uh, They, too, can contribute in ways that are impactful. And if they're willing to do that, at WeFaceTheFight.org, there's ways for companies to join the coalition and to be part of a movement to keep military families intact.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Obviously, this is, again, as I'd mentioned, something that I'm very passionate about personally and professionally. So you've mentioned it a couple of times. There's a website. There's also, I think, some social media out there. People wanted to find out more, again, where can they go and what are some of the ways that they can get involved?
1: So the central place is WeFaceTheFight.org. For some people, that's about learning about resources that are available, that are, that are effective, evidence-based resources, helpful to address veteran suicide and prevention. There are a number of nonprofit organizations that are featured there that give either a veteran or a family member of a military service member more insight into resources that are proven and effective. For some people, they want to give and contribute. So there's a way for individuals to contribute to We Face the Fight by philanthropically giving. USAA has established a donor advised fund through the Renaissance Charitable Foundation that is a mechanism for either companies or individuals to give philanthropically to a donor advised fund. The USAA Corporate Responsibility Team will engage with the Face the Fight Coalition. We are standing up a scientific advisory board that will give recommendations on philanthropic giving areas. And then our team, the USA Corporate Responsibility Team will deploy those philanthropic grants moving forward. Most of the philanthropic grant making that we've done so far this year, Dwayne, has been all USAA and USA Foundation, focused on clinical care. We've, We've made an initial $10 million philanthropic commitment between USA and the USA Foundation that we've deployed over about a 15 month period starting late last year. Moving forward in 2024. USA and the USA Foundation will continue to give philanthropically the donor advised fund will be an additional vehicle for philanthropic giving that we haven't had in the past and that we will de- deploy 100% of those funds again to evidence-informed nonprofit interventions consistent with our our strategy and consistent with our desire to be accountable for a life-saving impact as a result of deploying those funds.
0: I think that's amazing. And I personally believe that it'll make a difference. And I think that a lot of the folks involved believe that it'll make a difference as well. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. and Thank you for the way that you continue to serve our nation, Dwayne. We're grateful to be part of your show today. Absolutely.
0: Once again, we would like to thank this week's sponsor, Psych Armor. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners, as well as custom training options for organizations. As you heard in this episode, reducing suicide in the military-affiliated population is a passion for Justin, just as it's a passion for me and for many people. Again, both personally, because of how suicide deaths have impacted each of us, and professionally, because it's what we do or a portion of what we do. But the first takeaway that I'd like to bring back from our conversation was the point that Justin made about how corporations joined together to address one of the most significant challenges of this current generation of service members and veterans, veteran unemployment. I think this is a great way for us to consider how everyone has a role to play in addressing social issues, not just the nonprofits or governmental agencies who have a role in addressing those issues. When we were faced with unemployment numbers in this current generation of veterans, we'd been there before as a society considering the stereotypical image of the homeless veteran from the 1980s, but even stretching back to the Bonus Army of 1932. These were World War I veterans, many of which had been out of work since the beginning of the Great Depression. But perhaps the combination of the visibility created by social media, the recognition that corporations have a social responsibility for the communities they're a part of, and the goodwill of those communities towards those who served in the military led a public-private non partnership that not just supported service members in their post-military life, but led to real policy change, such as the DOD SkillBridge Program. While it might make intuitive sense that corporations will get involved in a social cause that's firmly in its wheelhouse, unemployment, it may make less sense for corporations to get involved in another social issue, suicide. But if we in the suicide prevention field say that suicide prevention is everyone's job, don't we mean everyone? And an organization like USAA is a corporate entity that can definitely be part of that conversation. The other point that I'd like to touch on is Justin's insight into the value that USCA brings to the conversation. Again, when I first heard about this initiative well over a year ago, it made perfect sense to me. There are three valuable things in this world – time, money, and expertise. There is no shortage of people in the suicide prevention field who are willing to give their time to address this problem. That time is spent in different ways by different people, but time is not the problem. And there is a lot of expertise available. We know what works from ensuring that service members, veterans, and their families are more connected to each other in their community or reducing access to lethal means of suicide when someone's in a crisis. What is often missing is money, the funding available to implement these programs in a meaningful way. We know what works. We have people that want to do what works. But we need to be able to pay those people to do what works long enough to make a difference. So the funding aspect of USCA's efforts was a missing piece of the puzzle for me. But this conversation with Justin helped me realize that it's not just USAA's funding that makes a difference. It's USAA's standing in the military and veteran community that could also make a huge difference in the conversation about suicide. It's one thing if your mental health provider or even your general practitioner is asking about the risk of suicide. We're hearing about it from news outlets and veterans groups. But if everyone is talking about it, meaning your bank, your investment advisor, your mortgage broker, your insurance agent, then maybe it's something to pay attention to. And USAA is the first of a growing number of corporate partners who are going to be contributing to this effort, which is another form of influence. So I applaud and appreciate USAA for joining this effort and have hope for the future that this effort added to the others will make a difference in reducing suicide. So I hope you appreciated my conversation with Justin. If you did, we'd love to hear from you. So if you do have some feedback, let us know. Drop a review in your podcast player of choice or send us an email at info We're always glad to hear from listeners, both feedback on the show and suggestions for future guests. For this week's Sycomer Resource of the Week, I'd like to share the Sycomer course, Suicide in Military and Veterans. In this course, Dr. Craig Bryan, a nationally recognized leader in the effort to reduce SCVF suicide, provides an overview of military suicide statistics and explains unique factors that may be related to increased rates in military suicide. You can find a link to the resource in our show notes. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find in the podcast app, as well as on the Psychummer website, Psychummer.org forward slash podcast. While you're there, you can find hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you thought about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot, Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Much appreciation to the team at PsychArmor that makes the show happen. Carol Turner, Vice President of Strategic Communications, who keeps me on track and is an outstanding guest coordinator Support and transcripts by Emma Atherall. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we request that you do, but make sure to let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode. And until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.